Welcome to the Student of the Game podcast, where we break down the life, strategy, and advice of successful individuals who are students of their own game and masters of their own craft. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to the episode. This episode of The Student in the Game is brought to you by our sponsors, Communication VIP Training and Coaching. Need coaching to improve your public speaking, sales pitches, interviews, or presentation skills, or just get rid of those ums? My man Vincent has got you covered. Contact the communication experts at Communication VIP. This will be in our show notes so you can contact them. And let's get back to the episode. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Student of the Game podcast. I'm Tim Stone with my co-host Nick Galbraith, and today we have a special guest, Mr. Vincent Phipps. He's going to teach you how to be a professional speaker, how to never say um again, and how to lead out loud. If you see behind him on the video, that is his book that he has written. He's super excited to come provide some value. So thank you for being here, Vincent. Oh, thank you, Tim, and thank you, Nick. It is a joy. I have been honored to watch your professional development, Tim. Nick, if you're hanging around Tim, I know you're hanging around good people. It is a blessing to see awesome people go on to do awesome things and to provide that path for others. Very proud of you, Tim. Thank you very much. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? How did Vincent Phipps become a professional speaker? It was like most things, an accident and chance. I wanted to be a lawyer. I ended up having a change of heart when I had an accident that resulted in breaking my neck, Tim. And I was hospitalized for and bedridden for almost four months. And in that time frame, my home was just inundated with letters and cards of people thanking me for helping them get an interview or thanking me for helping them with a communication or a speech tip to overcome stage fright. And my wife now, girlfriend back then, and my father said, you can do this on your own. You can start a business. So I decided to take a chance and we just celebrated our 13th year in wow. business with Communication VIP. And the company is Communication VIP to address what we teach mm-hmm. in communication skills. And the VIP, Tim, stands for what we teach very impactful presentations and you're like this nick the vip they're also my initials <laughs> that's amazing what, what's your middle name vincent? I, ivan ivan vincent ivan phipps vip awesome. well congratulations VIP. on being in business so long it, oh um, thank you sir it is a I, joy. Thank you. I actually believe you told me this that the average business does not make it past one year is or two years. How, what what, per, what they, percentage? They, they get past one year. They lose money. They hang on too long. Second year, they're bankrupt. They never mind. They should have quit a year ago. But most businesses, and that's not my data. That's from the SBA, the Small Business Association dot org, is that the average business is gone in about fourteen months. I, I mean, remember. are you guys still in Chattanooga locally? I'm still in Chattanooga. Nick just graduated this past weekend. He's Woo! moving on. Way to go, and- Nick. Way to go. Like, Tim, think about Frazier Avenue downtown mm-hmm. or East Brainerd Road or Highway 58. Look at all the businesses that we passed that are boarded up, shut down, 
People now are begging you. They're paying people 20 bucks an hour to work in fast food places. That's how desperate our industry is to stay in business. So for any business to stay around, making hamburgers, selling cars, real estate, if you can just stay in business for a few years, that's an asset. Right. And like you were saying, Highway 58, I just toured a property last week. There's four vacant units. None of those businesses are doing anything right now. One of them moved up the street, but the building has four empty units. There's, it is not making mm. any money because none of the businesses are doing anything. And when I see that, Tim, and I see the Payless shoe store and the Sears and freaking Famous Dave's, how is Famous Dave's going to business? Really? I mean, they're, 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 so you, you, you look at a small business like ours, Tim, where we have less than 20 employees. We are a debt-free company. We don't owe anybody anything. Everything we have, mm -hmm. we pay cash or we are able to pay it off in two or three payments. We have never had any complaints. We have an A-plus rating through the BBB. That's just so incredibly rare that I don't take any of this for granted. That's why I'm so grateful for people like you and Nick. That's why I'm so grateful for people who call a brother back and say, hey, we want you to come back and teach a class. Like, yes! Because <laughs> they don't have to ask. Yeah. So let's hear the story on how... How did this come about? How did you build this business that is able to operate debt-free for decades now at this point? How, yes, like, sir. Where did it all start and how did this come to today? There's three Ps that you have to factor into, Tim, when, when you ask me that of how. The, the first thing you have to have is passion. The second is profit. And the third is professionalism. With, with passion, it doesn't matter what you do. If you don't have passion behind what you're doing, it's not going to work. You can be a brilliant real estate mind, but if you don't find joy in it, you're not going to enjoy the grind. You can be a great cook, but if you hate being in the kitchen, it doesn't matter how great your creme brulee may taste. If you're like, oh, I got to make dessert, oh, you're not going to want to do it. So the first is just having passion. And I've always had a passion for teaching and training. Hopefully you can tell by the way I taught the class, Tim. I was like, ah, oh, I got some good stuff today, you guys. I couldn't wait to share some knowledge. And, and Vincent, if, is, if you mind me, if you mind me cutting off there, where did that come from? Where did your passion for teaching and, and communication come from? Was it your parents? Was it a, a relative that um, was around you in your life from growing up? Or I was one of those weird people, Nick. Mm. I was, I was that weird kid that, oh, show and tell me, me, me. Yeah. I, I always enjoyed making people feel good. Mm. I've enjoyed, I was always that trivia nerd. I was always, I was either the nerd who nerds thought was athletic or I was the jock who all the jocks thought I was a nerd. So everywhere I was, I always enjoyed, hey, did you guys know that a cow has eight stomachs? I mean, it's just, I always <laughs> just enjoyed caring. Yeah. And what I found most out of it, Nick, was sharing information that other people found valuable. It was mm -hmm. always been a joy. Mm -hmm. Give, 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 give. Give, 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 give. Mm -hmm. the, the second thing you got to have is that P is profitability. As, as you know this, Tim, it's not just enough to run a business. You have to understand the economics of a business. If, if it costs you $10 to make a pizza, you got to sell that pizza for $15. If, 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 if you got to pay $20,000 to get a house, 
and you got to put money into it, got to factor it into your costs when you sell it. And most people don't understand the economics of a business. And I've always been good with numbers and good with money. And I wanted to look at a business that had low overhead, that was mobile, that enabled me to share my talents without having to build or create anything. And being a speaker, being a storyteller, being a teacher, being a coach, these are things that didn't cost me anything other than knowledge and education. And I don't have to carry those around with me. Once they're up here, wherever you go. So you have to understand how to be profitable in the business. What are my expenses? What is my cost income debt ratio? If I am going to utilize credit under what time frame? What type of legal entity do I want to be a sole proprietor, an LLC, or an corporation? These are the things you want to look at when it comes to owning a business. Remember this, Nick. It doesn't matter how much money you make. How much can you keep? (laughs) The third thing is just professionalism. Mm -hmm. As you may remember, Tim, I always came to class early. I always respond to emails. I'm saying yes, sir, and no, sir. I don't care if you're 15 or 38. Everybody deserves respect. Always look professional. Dress nicely. Be kind to people. Respond to emails. So a lot of these things are the professionalism. When a company has passion and you understand the profitability and you maintain the professionalism, that gives you the advantage over so many other businesses because some of them have one or two of those entities. We're fortunate to have all three. So you have this passion for teaching and as a young person going through school, being being taught in school, going to college, I would think the first first option is, well, I'm going to become a teacher. I'm going to become a professor, which you are a professor now. Mm-hmm. But where did the entrepreneurship idea come from? And Whoa. after taking your class, I do know that you come from a family of entrepreneurs, which is not very typical to a lot of our guests. So can you talk a little bit about the history of entrepreneurship in your family and what pushed you that direction? Mm. Absolutely. Know that we are merely a product of our environment and the decisions we make based on what we've experienced. That's all we are. That's all we are. I was fortunate, Tim, as an African-American male, I had exposure to things that other people had access to. I just saw them differently. I had people in my world that I was just fortunate to have. My entrepreneurial spirit started from my from my uncle who was named Tom and he ended up being the first African-American to own his own janitorial service in the city of Chattanooga then my grandmother Jessie Phipps she was the first African-American female in the state to be a licensed cosmetologist and own her own company. She's done the hair of Gladys Knight and Sammy Davis Jr. Then my second mom, who is Ola Phipps, she is the first female African-American to be the president of the Tennessee Pest Control Association. And she's been in business for 38 39 years, and she has won every award that is offered by the Chattanooga Chamber of Commerce. So I'm looking around, Tim. I'm looking around. Everybody around me is starting businesses, and I'm thinking, okay, maybe I can do it too. And these are people that teach you it's okay to work for yourself. 
It's okay to be an entrepreneur. You don't have to do a nine to five. If you want to, that's okay. But when I saw the people around me living their dream, creating, and this was like the 1920s, 30s, and 40s for black people. So look, look, it's the 80s and 90s. You ain't got no excuse, sucker. So <laughs> hey, they had to dodge pitchforks and bullets. All they had to do was fill out paperwork. <laughs> no yeah. excuse. So I decided, let me try this entrepreneurial spirit. You're going to work hard no matter what you do, Nick. You know that. But if you're going to work hard, work hard for yourself and reap 90% of the benefits instead of only 10. Right. And you were coming from a family where it seemed like everybody was the first to do something. Nobody was taking a path that was laying out in front of them. So you you took the same thing. You were you were the first person in your family. The uh, I don't know if you were the first African-American yes, professional I, speaker in Chattanooga, but you are the number one. VIP Tim is the only professional training company in the history of Chattanooga to be owned and founded by an African-American. And I have what's called the CSP. Can you, can you see that metal? That metal right there? We see it. Yeah, metal. That's called the CSP, the Certified Speaker Professional. That's the highest earned honor in the professional speaking business, like a doctorate in speaking. And there are 809 people in the world who has ever been given that highest earned honor. And I'm the only person in the history of Chattanooga ever to receive it and only the third person in Tennessee to receive it. And I've never tried to be the youngest to do it or the fastest to do it or the brownest to do it. I'm just really trying to do the best I can. And as long as I help people, whatever comes with it, I'll take it. Yeah. You're just paving the way. There's, there's no path. To. There's no path in front of you. You're just going, going Tell forward. Them the smart people like you and Nick have awesome lives and you all provide platforms for other awesome people. I will take the punches and the bruises that come with Blaze that trail because I know for the Tim and the Nick come after your blazer. Somebody's going one day. I'm gonna be like Nick. One day I'll be like Tim. You don't even know it. You're just doing your thing. And the more we blaze those trails for the people that come after us, they have to walk a little easier and their lives can be a little bit better. What advice, Vincent, would you give to uh, me and Tim and our listeners on staying on the trail and blazing through that trail? Um, you know, standards. I mean, uh, I, I guess I'll just let you go with that if, if that's a good direction, Vincent. This, this is going to be complicated, Nick. This mm. ain't going to be complicated, brother. You ready? I'm ready. The advice I would give to anyone is to filter with whom you receive advice. Here's what I mean by that. People always want to talk and give you advice. I don't know how people give you medical advice and they're not doctors. People want to give you advice on what home to buy and they live in an apartment. Like, where are you getting this knowledge from? So you want to factor in three things, Nick. The first level is if someone gives you advice, no matter who it is, you put it in three categories. Either they've done it and they've been successful or they've done it and they failed or they haven't done it. Now, if they've done it and been successful, shut up and do exactly what they say. That's it. Don't question it. Don't if they're if they have a successful real estate business, listen to them. If they have a successful bakery, 
Listen, if they have six pack abs and they say, eat this, eat this, just eat it. If they're doing it, Nick, listen to them and do it. That's some folks can't get past that advice. Second thing is, if they've done it and failed, listen to them. Because if you've gone bankrupt in real estate, find out what they did. Don't do that. If if someone has 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 built five banks and then they went bankrupt, find out what they did. If some a person was in great shape and then they got overweight, what happened? Listen to them. Because if they tried and failed, that's better than not trying at all. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Then the third level, these are the people to ignore. They've never done it, never tried it, but want to give you advice. Be kind. Be kind to him. Don't say, excuse me, if you have no money and you've never invested in cryptocurrencies, how are you giving me advice on Dogecoin versus Bitcoin versus Ethereum? Don't say that to him because then you're a jerk. But if they haven't done it and they haven't tried it, just say, thank you for your advice. Thank you. And then when, when they're not around, get rid of it. So you got to know who to listen to. And most importantly, Nick, you got to know who to ignore. So powerful, Vincent. Very, very <laughs> simple. And uh, I, I, I took. It's okay. Hey, can I be real to you? I can be real, right? You be can. Real, Vincent. Okay, all right, all right. Don't take advice from people that have never done it if they don't know what they're talking about. I mean, you you can you can bounce the idea around, but don't take it as advice is what you should do because maybe you know maybe they're right, maybe they're wrong, but they're probably they're probably not speaking from experience, so they're probably wrong. So that's. I love hearing commentators talk about professional fighters when the commentators have never been in a fight. Mm -hmm. I love hearing commentators talk about professional athletes when they have never been in a professional sport. I love to hear broke people talk about the economy when they're in debt, student loan, they're renting a car, they live with their parents, and they can't afford a Forty dollar dinner to treat themselves out. Like, where's all this knowledge you're getting coming from? If what well, aren't you can't, can't you do something to demonstrate some knowledge? But I can't. You can't go like <coughs> be healthy. <coughs> no, I can't listen to you because you're not demonstrating the knowledge. That's true. And and I'd like to throw in a little. I believe this was by Tony Robbins. He said, "Leveraging other people's experiences." is more powerful than leveraging other people's money. um, That's why he's the guru. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And you want to make sure that you diversify your intellectual capacities, Nick. I I think I talked about this in class, Tim. If you are only around people who think like you, you're doing yourself a disservice. If you're only around people who look like you, you're doing a disservice. If you're only around people who live where you live, if you want to diversify your real estate portfolio or your financial portfolio or your relationship portfolio, you need diversification. You need people who see things differently, who will tell you the truth, who want to be on your team, have the best interest for you. Most of us want that comfort, Nick, and we want want to be around people that will tell us good things, that will agree with us, and that will just be yes men or women. That is not productive because if a child says, can I have cake for breakfast? If you tell them yes, you only make them happy short term. 
but you're going to get an unhealthy child that's going to have a messed up life with diabetes and heart disease because you try to be nice. Just tell them, you've got to say, no, you can't have that. You can have an apple. You can have some cantaloupe. You can have some orange juice and not a milkshake. No offense on your strawberry smoothie, Tim. <laughs> you want to be around people that won't just tell you good stuff. You want to be around people that tell you truthful stuff that makes you better. And the truth isn't always delicious. That's right. How's that for a food analogy? Oh, that's <laughs> good. That's good. I, I feel like we can wake up right there. We could just throw you a little question and you've got something to say about everything. You're very good at speaking and tying into that for the people that don't know and the people who are maybe listening, not watching the video, you've got a badge that says no ums. You teach people how to speak, how to stop saying um, how to stop sounding like a fool up on stage. So what are some practical tips you could give to the listeners to communicate more professionally? Absolutely, Tim. First, for those who might not be as prolific at speaking as others, we're all works of progress. No matter who you are or what you sound like, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has vocal idiosyncrasies. Um, uh, basically, literally, I was like, we all have these components in our speech vernacular that can make us look and sound less than professional when we get nervous. So I don't want anybody out there to think that I teach speech perfection. I teach speech progression. No matter who you are, or what you sound like, we can all get better. For those that want an immediate impact, if you are doing podcasts, interviews, negotiations, speeches, video calls, here are three things I recommend that people do to look and sound more polished. The first thing you got to do is to factor in what you want as your key message. Most people ramble, Nick. They figure if I keep talking long enough, my ideal eventually makes sense. No, it gets worse if you don't know what you're talking about. Shut up. Think about what you want to say, then start over. So the first thing is know what you want to say. If you want to say to someone, I deserve this raise because I have been here for two years and I've trained two other people who got raises above me. If that's your key message, if you want to say this home is worth $50,000 because it needs a roof, a floor, and plumbing. You got to know what you want to say first. Second thing you want to do is to make sure that you slow down. The average person processes words at 500 words per minute, but we only speak at about 150. So that means, team, if you even tripled your rate of speech, we talk about 450 words per minute, so we still cannot talk our brain. So if I talk like this real fast, if I talk really fast, I still can't keep up with my brain. And when you talk too fast, you lose your train of thought. Those us and us comes in and you end up fumbling over your words. You can't find your vocabulary. But if you were to slow down and you were to give yourself some time, I'm still saying the same words. But right now they sound at a higher level of intellectual capacity because I just slowed down. So when you want to sound more polished, slow down. Third thing you got to do, you go like this one, Tim. You ready, Nick? You ready? Third ready. thing, you've got to start videotaping yourself. You need to see what the other world sees. Because in our minds, Nick, we're always polished. In our minds, Tim, our mouths never get dry. In our, in our, in our minds, it's always smooth. So when you videotape yourself, leave a voicemail, then play it back. Take out your phone and... Ask a question 
than you would normally ask someone and play it back. Get used to how you sound. Get used to your voice. Most people, Ugh, I sound like that. Yes, you do. Because you haven't been comfortable with your voice. So when you know what you want to say, you're able to speak at an articulated rate. And you're able to make sure that when you are speaking, you have fully full awareness of how you look and how you sound. You'll build your speaking confidence. So a lot of that nervousness, it may never go away, but it will be reduced in your anxiety. Recording yourself is a really big thing. And when you called me on my birthday about a month ago, I appreciate that. That was one of the things I, that was one of the things I mentioned because for the first few episodes, I was editing everything. I was listening to myself speak for like an hour every day. Mm -hmm. So I was able to pick up little things. I noticed that between every intermission, both Nick and I would say, awesome. Every time. <laughs> every, every time. Awesome. We're just awesome. Awesome. So I was able to notice that because I was watching videos, listening to myself speak and Hopefully, we've been working on that. We've been able to eliminate the or reduce the awesomes at the end of the, the speaking. Mm -hmm. So that that has really been a, a big thing. And after Wonderful, taking your, after taking your class my freshman year, there's so many things I learned just from those few weeks that we were right. going through everything that I'm able to continue to work on day day in and day out to hopefully make improvement. I, I can tell that I have improved on speaking. But it's just there's so much more to it. And you've been doing it for years and you still find ways to improve yourself. On your Absolutely. Speech. Yes, sir. And by the way, I haven't heard an um from you or Nick. Tim told me it was coming, Vincent. Tim told me it was coming. So I've been watching him. I've been watching my ums because Tim told me you're going to get me if I say um. So I, gave my heads up. I can't get you if you don't mess up. <laughs> um, but yeah, just to tag along what Tim was saying. I there was one right there. Don't you know I'm not gonna say anything, Tim? You leave Nick alone. You leave Nick alone. <laughs> uh, what, what I was saying, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it again. What yeah, I was saying up, at, at, the <laughs> at the beginning of the podcast, listening to ourselves was one of the most uncomfortable things ever. Listening to yourself on a video recording, and you know, as a progression, you know, speech progression. I I love that term used, um, Mr. Uh, Mr. Phibbs. Thank you, Vincent. Vincent and uh, I'd say through these, through these, what, two, three months, me and Tim have been doing these podcasts. It's just, it's just flowing. I'm like, Oh, myself. Okay. Yeah. I can, I can get used to that. I'm starting to get Absolutely. used to it a lot more. So, Absolutely. Very you, powerful. I'm sorry. Go ahead, sir. Very, very powerful. Three points. I mean, I absolutely love those Vincent. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, sir. What people have to get over. And this is whether you are in real estate, fitness, finance, Whatever industry you're in, you're not going to be fantastic when you first start. And with, I'm not going to say millennials. I will say this is with people. The stereotype is that it's with young people because you all get labeled as entitled and wanting immediate gratification. And that's most people. That ain't just young folk. That's most people. What we have to realize is that there has to be an evolutionary process of skill. You can't expect to be the world's best anything the first time you try it. Now, Michael Jordan, who was a six-time NBA champion that was a five-time MVP, he got cut from his high school football team, a high school basketball team. When you look at someone like Lee Haney, who surpassed Arnold Schwarzenegger 
as the man who won more Mr. Olympias in bodybuilding than any human alive, his first competition, they told him, you're not big enough to be a bodybuilder. I mean, just so you, 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 you can't look at the, you can't look at one to be great up front. You have to be able to endure the process of being critiqued, being humbled, doing it lousy. You can't be good until you get past average. You can't be awesome till you get past good. You can't be world changing till you get past awesome. And most people don't have the intellectual capacity or the tenacity to stick with something and see it through. It's not that people like you, Nick, and people like you, Tim, are, well, you all might be, super geniuses or super smart. What ends up making people special like both of you is that you have a tenacity to not quit, not give up, see it through. There are people who are much smarter than the three of us who don't have as much in life simply because they quit when it got hard. It's supposed to be hard, but if you stay with it, it goes from really hard to not that hard. If it's not that hard, I can do it. If I can do it, it's kind of fun. You kind of fun like, oh man, I can't wait. But most won't put themselves through that. And those who are successful are the ones that do. There's a quote that says, don't be afraid to suck at something new. And there's another quote that Grant Cardone says all the time, creativity follows commitment. And like you were saying, you just commit to it. You just keep going. You don't quit and you will get better. You will be more creative. You'll have more to do from a content creation point is where, where I'm thinking of with the podcast. We had never done a podcast before mm. we filmed episode one. And I was right. like, let's just do it. it it's going to be terrible. And it was terrible. Episode one is awful. And it is out on YouTube. You can find it there. But we just had to do it. We had to get through episode one to eventually get to episode 100. And there's a guy, Logan Paul. He has a podcast, which is more entertainment based. It's not very personal development. Mm -hmm. But I was listening to him talk about how his first episode sucked. And he gets mm -hmm. hundreds of thousands of people listening to every episode. Mm -hmm. and he's like, I just had to get through one. And now they've, I think they've done close to 500 episodes. And it's super popular. Everyone wants to listen to it. People listen to it all the way through. But episode one was terrible, and you just have to get through that. You just had, you just had to start. That's all it is. But Tim, when you said you sucked, okay, let me ask you a question. Can, can, can we flip and ask you guys a question? Go for it. <laughs> when you saw your first episode, what was your initial thought? What are we doing? Okay, what are we doing as in? What are we doing like uh, – um, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being perfect podcast, what would you give that score? Well, my initial thought going in was that it was going to be bad. And I was not surprised when it was not as ideal of content as we wanted to create. So I wasn't, I wasn't surprised. It was probably a two or a three on a scale of one to 10. But now what would you say you are? We, there's still room to improve, but maybe we're around eight. Absolutely. And here's the thing, Tim. How do you make awesome sweet potato pie? You know how? You start by making lousy sweet potato pie. <laughs> so yeah, don't worry about sucking. Be okay. Remember in class, I said be comfortable being uncomfortable. Well, be okay with not being okay. It's okay. 
Now, the thing is, if you were at a two on your first podcast by podcast 15, let's get to a four. Right by podcast thirty-five. Hey, let's hey, let's get above average. Let's get to a six. Hey, let's get to a six. Hey, that's a D minus, ain't it, Tim? <laughs> let's get to a six out of ten. But it's, it's progression. Who cares how if you suck at something? That's proof of effort. Most folks can't say that. That's true. That's a good perspective. And the thing is, if you do suck, nobody's gonna listen to it. And and you don't have to worry about whatever the the fear of not being good enough is. If nobody's going to listen to it anyway, just do it. That's the value of having the passion that I talked about before with the passion, mm -hmm. the profitability, and also the professionalism. If you enjoy it, you're going to keep doing it. If you're trying to do it just – there's nothing wrong for trying to do it and you hope other people like it. That's part of being in the business, being in entertainment being in media, you want subscribers, you want followers, you want supporters, but you've got to also be authentic and you can't change who you are or talk about things that you don't believe in or say things that you know are untrue. You've got to be ethical in your approach. So even if it is not liked by some, if you're true to yourself, you may lose some people, but you gain the right people. So what did some of your first speak speeches and speaking presentations look like? The, the first ones were, they were, they were pretty bad. I ain't gonna lie to you. Bad sweet potato pie. Uh, oh, man. No, it, it was so bad, Nick, it was sweet potato soup. That's how bad mine was first. <laughs> the, one, of the, one of the first speeches where I got paid, I did not properly prepare. And I was loud. I talked too fast. I had missed a lot of my content and on the feedback forum, it was about half and half and half of them said, good energy. I like the speaker, got to have them back. But the other half, speaker talked too loud, speaker talked too fast, not understand their points. I took those. I, this is why you got to have people who tell you the truth, Nick. I took those evaluations to my wife. She she didn't look at any of the bad, any of the good ones. She looked at the bad ones and she goes, she goes, Talk too loud, talk too fast, speak gets excited when he speaks. She goes, I could have told you that. <laughs> but that's who I am. So I have to learn, don't stop being excited, just have some control. Don't stop having energy, just use shorter sentences. Don't stop being loud, just control your volume. So around speech 100, I, I went from probably a minus two to a, to a plus five. <laughs> then you get better every time. That's right. I, I wanted to throw something in here from Tony Robbins saying, when you get frustrated, change your emotional state, your emotion to excitement and get excited about being frustrated and go back after it. So, I mean, uh, that Absolutely. clicked my mind right, right when you said that, Vincent. Absolutely. Is, Okay, be be frustrated with your you know imperfections, things that you need to work on, but change that emotion to excitement, and then go after it. Oh, come right. on, come on, preach, Tim, preach, brother, preach. Talk about something, Nick. Tim, Tim, hey, Nick. One of the assignments in my class that 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 Tim was in, I would make the students critique their own speeches. You have to watch your speech, and I would tell my students, "You tell me where you messed up. You tell me what quote you missed." 
You tell me when you said um or uh. You tell me when you lost eye contact. I made them write down the minute and the second of each of their speech mistakes. The goal with some of the come to class, oh, Nick, they were coming in to shuffle. <sighs> and I said, I said, you know what? B, I said, what's going on, everybody? Well, we saw a grade and we, we saw what you said. Said, whoa, whoa, don't go with what I said because it's like I graded you wrong. No, you didn't practice. You gave a crappy speech. All I did was a mirror. Don't get mad at me. I would tell them, if you're mad, be mad. But be so mad, you change. Practice. Mm. Study. Don't get mad and say, why did I take a eye contact? No, I'm thinking, why did you stare at the ground for three minutes doing your speech? Don't ask me why I took off three points every time you said, um. Ask yourself, why are you saying, um, 19 times every 60 seconds? Hey, hey, switch it. Hey, Tim. Hey, don't look over here. Hey, get so mad you change it because that's what you're doing. You got something. So get channel that energy. Make it work for you, not against you, and you'll get better. So powerful, so powerful, Vincent. So powerful. So, Vincent, what is uh, what does your communications business look like today? Your your team, you know, your community, and, and what you're building in your company. We right now are working on a few different projects. Nick, mm -hmm. first is our team varies in size between three and six people, depending on how many interns I take on. I also have contractors that I work on on a regular basis. We're doing about 50 presentations a year. Some of them are keynote classes. Some of them are interactive webinars. Some of them are individual coaching. This year we did about 38. I have my list around, but I was trying to memorize it. Got my list around the corner. I think we did 38, 42 different cities this year. UTC has asked me to triple my class load now. So I'll be on campus four days a week. <laughs> crazy, Tim. Crazy. And, and if I don't know if you do rate my professor, but I have a pretty high score that I'm so honored because you, you all students, y'all are brutal with professors. Woo! So I, I'm so happy that I got uh, that, that like 98. I got like two really hard critiques on me. Both of which I will own. I own both of them. But they, but I'm just happy that people are saying kind of things. Right now, we're working on something new, Nick, where we have a course called Pro Speakers Kit. And we have another course called Amplify. Amplify is a course for people who are in sales or small business owners that don't want to be professional speakers, but they know they need some polish. So we have a seven-week course that identifies seven dynamics, one dynamic a week, on how to look and sound more polished. Then we have a class called Pro Speakers Kit. That was for people who want to be professional speakers, who want to be motivators. I've had people who are realtors, fitness gurus, bankers, spiritual leaders, and these are people that are the weird ones, Nick. They're not they're not running away from microphones. They're trying to find them. They're like, hey, hello everybody. <laughs> they're the weird people that want to be on stage. So I'm doing two new classes for those that want to improve their public speaking skills and for those that want to turn pro. That's great. That's a good source of business. And I was curious about this. I was thinking about it this morning. Yes, sir. Do you have any online courses, <clears throat> online courses that are maybe pre-recorded? You could just sell, you can sell them forever and you don't have to hop on a live zoom. Is that yes, something sir. that your business is doing? 
Yes, sir. The latest one we did is called Amplify Your Influence. Amplify is our company brand and theme. Amplify your audiences, amplify your presentation skills, amplify your leadership. We use the term amplify because of the way that I teach and also the mantra of whether you're a quiet person, loud person, African-American, Caucasian, we can all amplify and improve the lives of others. So the online class is called Amplify Your Influence and Impact. And it's $197. It's a 10-hour pre-recorded training program specialized for people who are either in sales or marketing or entrepreneurs that want to improve their negotiation skills, their interviewing skills, but might not want to invest in a personal coach right now. They might not have the time to travel someplace and sit down for an hour, hour and a half. They may not have the accessibility to the login for a video call for 30 minutes or an hour. So this is a pre-recorded class that's downloadable in high resolution MP4 format that has 10 different segments in it. It's about 45, 55 minutes each with like a little quiz at the end oh, that helps you maintain how do you structure a speech? How do you adapt your presentation style? How do you alter your delivery instantly? How do you maintain your collective composure during a Q&A session? How do you answer questions with value when being interviewed? So Amplify Influence addresses all of those areas, and that's on our website at vincentphipps.com or noums.com. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And for what it's worth, I will give my stamp of approval on your teaching because oh. the one semester course that I took, there were so many things that stick with me that I can go back to, to learn the tips, the tricks. Mm. And the the book is the curriculum for the class we took pretty much. We were going through it and taking different exercises out of there, learning how to structure our speeches, different tips. And it was a great book. It, it is a textbook for learning how to be a professional speaker or speak oh, professionally. Thank you, Tim. You so for speak. what it's worth, there's my stamp of approval. Man, hey, if I got Tim's approval, hey, that's good stands, brother. That's good, that's good <laughs> stuff. That's good stuff. I take it. Thank you, Tim. You were too kind, sir. Thank you. Vincent, um, the Raleigh Scholars, man, you guys are just fantastic. So it was just an honor have you guys in the class. It was fun. I, I, I know that my style can be kind of, ah! <laughs> But I hope it's from a place of love and a place of wanting to get better. So I appreciate you for your candor and for your tenacity and not giving up on the course or on yourself. And I hope that I brought you a little bit of value, Tim. So thank you. You did. And I think I failed the first speech, but I ended up getting an A in the class. So that you was know what? That, hey, that was hey, improvement. Hey, bounce back power, baby. Bounce back, baby. Hey, every, hey everybody got that glue. Sometimes you got to be rubber band. Uh, bounce back, baby. So fail the first one, but ace the last one. Yep. Just like in life, fall down with sugar, sugar. If you fall down six, hey, get up seven. <laughs> Vincent, I think you just said your your PowerPoint, um, how you can amplify those students when they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You just said it. You, you amplify the audience and they're like, who, who is this guy? I'm kind of scared. I know. And you know, that was Tim. That's why he failed his first speech. He was like, I don't know what to say in front of this guy. Am I going to mess up? Tim was a joy. I say, Tim, increase your volume. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Now I can just turn the volume up on the microphone. That's right. Hey, whatever it takes to get the result, I'll take it. I'll take it. And there is one thing that you pointed out in my speaking that I notice very frequently is when I'm done speaking, I like my volume drops at the, the end, at the end of what I'm saying. Mm. And hey, hey. I, I think I did it on the, on the very last podcast and I noticed it. And that, that was something that you pointed out that sticks with me that I can work on. Uh, what's happening when you do that, Tim, is that at a subconscious level, your audience hears this guy's losing confidence in what he's saying. Whether you mean to come across that way or not, or whether you really have no confidence, that's well, how, that's it's, how it's people perceive it. That's how it's people perceive it. Because the left side of your brain that controls your vocabulary is telling the right part of your brain that controls your involuntary muscle movements. We're about to stop talking. No need for oxygen. Shut down lungs. So you. So it sounds like you're losing confidence when what really is going on is you should have stopped talking about 30 seconds ago. And we, we talked about that on our last podcast. There's a book called Big Money Energy, and we were just talking about it with uh, Brian Covey, our, our guest. Yes, and sir. that book talks about whether people mean to do it or not, they're perceiving you in all kinds of ways, and you should probably learn how to control what people are going to think of you. Absolutely. And does, does pe- what, do other people's opinions matter about you? Kind of do. They, they shouldn't affect you mentally, but professionally, it does matter. Absolutely. You want other people's opinions to matter enough if they have influence on what you're trying to do. So if you are trying to be a salesperson or if you're trying to build a business or you're trying to start a brand, your demographic, their opinions do matter to you. If they're not your target audience, if they're not the key people in your circle, if they're not people that don't have your best interests, their opinions might still matter, but don't give it that much worth. You want to focus on those who matter to you and whose lives you're trying to impact. My, I care what my daughter thinks. I care what my wife thinks. I care what my clients think. I care what my students think. Do I care what they think of me? Heck yes. Do I care about the knucklehead that's down the street that doesn't want to be better? And look like, oh, you think he all that? I'm like, I'm not caring about your opinion because you'll be right there in a year. I'm hoping I'm better and I brought people with me. So once again, hey, Nick, you got to know whose advice do you let in and whose advice do you keep out? Yeah, you do care about people's opinions, but you want to get the respect of the people that you're trying to impact. That's whose opinions you should care about. Everybody else, hey, how you, how, 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 how you millennials say, deuces. <laughs> Man, we we really need some sort of button we can push when someone just drops a bomb of knowledge. There's a podcast called Dropping Bombs. and anytime, oh, yes. and, and, Yeah, anytime the guest says something like that, it's just boom, there's a bomb that goes off in the background. So we need something like that. You got you see see to see you would have never have thought of that if you would have stopped after podcast one, right? Okay. So if you do it, hey, call it the amplify button. <laughs> so what? Hey, Nick, let's amplify. I'm, I'm, I'm hey. writing that down, Vincent. I'm writing it down. <laughs> Say, hey, buddy, that is amplifying. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> well, Vincent, kind of diving into some resources and books that you would recommend what is a book that 
you gifted or recommended the most? There are a few. There are a few. The first one is I recommend the gift. Whenever you read the gift, that talks about just the, the, the oh, I'm sorry, the secret, the secret, talking about the importance of reciprocity, of doing good, not to get something, but to give. There is another book I recommend called The Universal Language. That is a book that was written by a Harvard psychologist named William Martson. This is the same guy that created Wonder Woman, Nick. This book addressed the importance of recognizing emotional styles to adapt your emotional intelligence. I recommend my book, Lead Out Loud, for those who are wanting to improve their listening skills and their presentation skills and how they lead others. So those are three books I highly recommend people look at. And these are not just self-help books. These are life lesson books that can be incorporated whether you're trying to be a good father, a good mother, a good business person, or just wanting to have a positive impact on others, you, you, you got to be a reader. And the internet has made us so lazy, Nick. I mean, man, you can just read excerpts and articles and watch videos. And if that's how you learn, then make sure you're getting that. But for those people like my wife that like those physical sit-down books and that you can highlight and crumple the pages and stick a book, those are the books I recommend that you add to your mental, digital, or physical libraries. And what has been the greatest lesson you've learned in the last 12 months? Mm. Have fun with the fall. That's not referring to the autumn. Have fun with the fall is a mantra I incorporated where I recently started taking my aviation license, getting my private pilot's license. And through the last year and a half of adapting through our country's health concerns, of looking at so many of the atrocities dealing with the LBGTQ community, looking at what's happening with so many of our racial tension issues, seeing how much women have come, come to the forefront of wanting their civil liberties, seeing how much young people are being recognized for their abilities. So much has happened over the last year. When I say fun with the fall, there'll be certain things where you're gonna fall down. It's going to suck, it's gonna be painful, it's gonna be hard. But like you said, you've got to laugh through those moments. You've got to live through those moments. You're gonna fall down. We talked about earlier on the podcast, how many businesses went out, of, went out and they're not coming back. Well, we took a hit too, we failed. We didn't go away, but we took we took it on the chin. But we were able to you know, loosen up and, and, and get back. And when you are able to have fun with the fall, lose some ego, lose some some gain, gain some humility, listen to feedback, listen to criticism, and learn how to laugh through those moments of pain and struggle, so that when you have fun through the fall you have less fear when you begin that rise and you come back stronger and smarter because you went through failure, not because you avoided it. So have fun with the fall. Once again, we would be pushing that amplified button <laughs> as, soon, as soon as we can get one. <laughs> I got to mail you a button. That, that way you just push it. Just, mm. <laughs> you you, you got you to gotta record a little soundtrack for us every time. Just I got boom, you. I got boom, you. something like that. 
Oh, by the way, I'm I'm the last year and a half I started a a voice acting business, Tim. Okay. So it's it's Voices by Vincent that will be launching in the spring of next year. So anyone that wants professional voice work, or I, I have two clients, both in California. I did a cockroach commercial. <laughs> so anybody that wants a voicemail or an audio book or instructions or manuals read, I am now doing voice acting. So if you so when you said do a excerpt or a voice, I got you, Clay. I got you. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to listen to that cockroach commercial. Oh, I'll, I'll see you next, sir. I'll see you next, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's all over. Come on, man. These cookies won't eat themselves. <laughs> were, were, were you the cockroach in the commercial? I was General Crumb. I was the head cockroach. It was an exterminating commercial, mm -hmm. and I was leading my troops through a picnic basket that was being had to go out of the house and i had to talk about the importance of we've got to make this picnic nasty and horrible so they'll leave the food and then i get sprayed by the by the stuff and making sure that not every battle is won if you use you no know, entails insect repellent spray <laughs> if i'm not mistaken gary w Rowland is uh the owner of orkin right mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know yep. Yeah, he is. Yep. That, that is okay. cool. yeah. very cool. And, and very for cool. the people listening that don't know, uh, UT Chattanooga, the College of Business, has been named after Gary W. Rollins. He went to UTC, donated $40 million, $60 million, ton of money. Uh, so they named it after him. The program, the Rollins Scholars we spoke about a little bit ago, named mm. after him. And uh, I believe he's the CEO of Orkin Pest Control. His family started the company, all that. Wonderful. Awesome. So, just a little more, little more context to that comment. Hey, that's that good to know. That is good to know. I, I work locally too. Yeah. <laughs> and Vincent, um, will you tell the uh, our listeners where they can find out more about you, what you're doing, and if they want to reach out and ask some questions? Absolutely. The easiest way is to just go to my website, which is my name, VincentPhipps.com. There are also two other websites that also take you to the same place. That's my company name, communication, not with an S, just singular, communicationvip.com or noums.com, N-O-U-M-S.com, vincentphipps.com or communicationvip.com. I'm not on all the social media streams, but you can reach me through LinkedIn predominantly where you can access me quickly. I also have an Instagram account. You can also just call me directly at 423-400-1040. That's 423-400-1040. Still trying to sell that number to the IRS, Tim. <laughs> 1040. Or people can just email me at vincent at vincentphipps.com. Well, that's great. Hopefully some people do reach out. If you are looking to become more of a professional communicator, this is the place to go. VincentPhipps.com. Reach out to him. Give him a call. Send him a text. Uh, he'll call you on your birthday if you let him know when it is. <laughs> I will. And if any of your listeners, Tim, are wanting to be professional speakers, they can go to Eventbrite.com. Eventbrite.com and just type in my name or Pro Speakers Kit. And I'm doing a three-day workshop in May of 2022 
and in November. It's a three-day class of learning the industry of professional speaking. So whatever you're doing, if you want a side hustle or a change in your career or just another way to make additional revenue, giving speeches and being a professional speaker, it is such a rewarding industry. And I want to teach people how to do it right so that they don't make a lot of the mistakes that I did so I can reduce their their mistakes and flatten their learning curve so you get paid faster talking about what they already love. Vincent, any last golden nuggets you'd like to leave with our listeners before we head out of here? Just one. Well, maybe two. The first one is thank you both for allowing me to be on here. What what episode number is this for you all? I'm not sure. We just uploaded episode nine, but we record them a couple of weeks out. Okay. So I don't know how many behind this is, so it's okay. probably it, – it'll, it'll be on the episode title when it comes out. Okay. Cool. Well, whatever number it is, thank you all for doing this. Thank you for the platform for so many people to be on the show. It's an honor to be on here. The, the last message is I share with you all is to let your actions be your evidence. I mentioned that in, in class to Tim a lot when you shouldn't have to tell people that you are honest. Just be honest. You should have to say, I'm hardworking. Well, let them see that. Don't say, well, I care about others. Okay, how much do you donate your time? How much do you help people that you can't get anything from? So whatever you're doing in life, it, it doesn't matter how much money you make or what kind of car you drive or what you look like. You're going to be judged in life, in my opinion, how much of an impact did your life have on other people? When you can live your life on your terms and let your examples be the levels of excellence that you demonstrate. You never have to worry about what people say about you when you walk out of a room. You never have to worry about people questioning your integrity. You might be called mean or snappy or blunt or even rude, but are they calling you a liar? Are they calling you unethical? So deal with what comes with it. But as long as you let your actions be your evidence and you live on your terms, you want to make every room you walk into better and you make every room you walk out of better. I remember you saying this, the the quote of if you're an honest person, you don't need to tell everyone you're honest. And that's a thing in, <laughs> in real estate all the time when I work with contractors. Right. So, the first time we meet, they'll spend 15 minutes telling me how honest of a person they are. Mm. And mm. No, knowing what I learned from you, it's just, yes, it's so off-putting to hear someone just try to sell me on the idea that they're honest. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, ah. what? Nick, here's the thing, Tim, let's say, now, I, I don't know your background. I'm going to assume that you are not addicted to methamphetamines. Is that fair to say? Is that fair to say? That's fair to say. Nick said, uh-uh, no. Now, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, on the record, <laughs> we could say that. Uh, off, the record, <laughs> off the record. Off the record. Tim, what would it look like if I said to my class, or I said to a client, now I want you to know, I do not do methamphetamine. Just want you to know. That'd be weird. Look, look at this. It's weird. Right. So why tell, don't tell me what you're not doing. Don't say, I'm, I'm honest. I just want you to know. Why are you trying to tell me? No, hey, hey, I do not kick little puppies. I just want you to know, I don't kick puppies now. I don't believe in that stuff. Why are you telling me that? So let your actions tell me who you are. Exactly. <laughs> there have been uh, so many 
so many just uh, World what amp- amp- amplify amplify <laughs> button moments on this podcast so we appreciate you spending the time with us uh once again any of the listeners if you want to reach out he's got all his information there vincentphipps.com linkedin gave out his phone number so please do reach out if you think that he can help you or you think you can help him but once again thank you for spending the time thank you tim and thank you nick i'm tim stone with nick galbraith signing off